All right, ladies and gentlemen, looks like we are officially live. I'm just gonna trust the Facebook process and just believe that we're actually live. I have this urge to check my phone because it's like, that's like standard practice, right? It's like, check your phone, making sure you're live. But 99% of the time, like you're gonna be live. So we are live, welcome. It has been weeks since we've done an actual Automate Your Agency show. This is episode number 42. We have a very special guest today. I also have my business partner, Raynard, here, and we just miss every single one of you. It's been a couple of weeks. We've been going through some changes when it comes to the content that we put out in the group. I heard that Raynard's probably gonna cut out some of the content in this group. I don't know what he has on up his sleeves, but it's like lots of good stuff coming out. But I'm so excited for today because we have a very special guest, right? We're obviously in a Facebook group. We're all controlled by Lord Zuckerberg when it comes to just, you know, what we have, right? But I think one of the areas when it comes to marketing that a lot of people, you know, kind of not say turn a blind side on, but it's like they don't have a lot of expertise in is actually running profitable Facebook ads. And today we have a gentleman that has lived and breathed Facebook ads for most of his life, I assume. And uh, he's actually known as one of the top strategists when it comes to Facebook ads, not just in the Philippines, but hell, all around the world. Um, over the last six years, you know, he's really taught students and also helped business owners. Like I think today, just looking at my notes here, he's helped over 300 businesses and coached, wow, 2,000 students, right? 2,000 students to grow their business. That is, that is more students than an actual school can take on for a year. And this guy <laughs> has single-handedly taken care of 2,000 students. He's taught people in all sorts of industries all across the globe. And I'm just excited. Like, I am so excited. I am not a pro when it comes to Facebook ads. So I have a lot of questions. I'm sure Rainer does so, has a lot as well. But ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Mr. Julian. How are you, man? Hello. Hi. Hi, Fran. Thank you. Thank you for the intro. Hi. Thank you for having me, you know, Fran and Rainer. Very grateful. <laughs> man, this is Facebook ads domination, right? Yeah. This is like whoever is live and watching the replay here, like you can have such a profitable year just by watching this one single, one single interview. So Julian, for people who don't know you, I mean, you know, I gave you, you know, kind of like the rundown of like, you know, what your experience has been, but I think, I think it's good to just kind of hear from you, what your experience has been like, how you've been started down this path and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, again, thank you for having me. Uh, hi everyone. My name is Julian. Um, you can call me Julian. I'm from the Philippines. Um, yeah, and I've been doing Facebook ads for, I think, going on seven years now. Um, started back in around 2015 um, by accident, actually. Um, I was in a different country. I, I lived in uh, Malaysia with my wife. Um, and I, was ex I couldn't get a job, so I was exploring different things. Um, and long story short, this whole process of learning, but I learned Facebook ads and Google ads. Um, and I got hired by an agency, and that's actually when I started learning. And you know they, they threw all these different clients at me, so I learned I learned more than just the, the skills of it, more than the skills of Facebook ads. I learned the fundamentals of marketing, which I think really helped me, um, you know, teach it um, back when 2017 when I came back here in the Philippines. It helped me teach Facebook ads to people, teach marketing to people because I got that experience. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, I've been working with around over 300 businesses. Um, both locally and abroad across different industries, mostly doing Facebook ads for them. Um, and now we've also focused on teaching it as well so that, you know, the, the work that we do, we help a lot of people. And my, my dream is really to, to give that knowledge and give that 
um, power to more people so that they can help more people. And I think um, in that way, in the work that we do, we're actually able to to create better lives. So yeah, that's all about it. <laughs> nice. Power to people, man. Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, I think we can uh, kick it off. So, you know, um, one of the reasons why we really wanted to bring uh, you on the show, because, you know, a lot of people, you know, we're so focused on this group, we're talking about systems a lot, um, agency scaling and all that. But um, one one of the things we always see from, you know, from the people we work with or people we talk with and even the group are, of course, how do you, you know, especially for ad agencies, which, you know, there's a lot of them in this group, um, like, how do you actually, you know, what's the thought process behind, like, creating, like, you know, successful Facebook ads, right? There's a mm-hmm. lot of templates out there that, you know, a lot of people start out with, which, again, is, which is not, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, we do advocate, you know, standardizing your ads, um, finding a good kind of, like, framework to use, especially if you niche down as an agency. Uh, so we talk a lot about that, like, offer and all that. But yeah, like for people who maybe either, you know, are looking to get started or maybe they have an agency and then like they they have these clients that's starting to perform poorly. What what where do we start like with Facebook ads? Is it, you know, do I start an ads manager? Do I start somewhere else? Well, what's your philosophy behind that? Yeah. So for me, um, it really I really need to take, take a step back first rather than really focus on the ads itself. Um, and one of the things I ask my clients is what is their goal or what is their objective for the ads? Um, because that really will determine how we will approach the whole strategy. You know, if a client comes to me saying he, he or she wants more sales, that's a, different, um, that's a different strategy versus someone who is wanting to scale um, versus someone who is wanting to, to rebrand or try something different. Um, and I think one of the things that, that really helps us out and really takes away all the um, the overthinking complication is really aligning with that. So I, I confirm with the prospect or the client, what's your goal? Um, because sometimes, sometimes you'd, you'd find that they'd say they want sales. And then, hey, I heard that Facebook ads can help me out. Um, so I want to try it. I want to hire you. Um, only to find out that later during the process that it's not really Facebook ads that they need right now, but maybe a better way to close clients. Because in my experience before, um, a couple of years ago, when I would just take on any clients, so th- this guy was willing to pay me um, $1,000 just to generate leads for, for his system. So, all right, great. So I was doing that. Um, we were doing, we were generating leads for his webinar. After a couple of weeks, um, he went back to me and said that, um, hey, Julian, I'm paying you this much. Nothing's happening. Then I was, hey, I, I have all the stats to show you that it- it's generating leads. Apparently, he did not know how to close those leads into sales. Um, he was just told that, hey, if you bring people to this webinar, um, then you can convert them. Um, so I did not, I did not really align or did not um, really see the big picture then. But um, now, what I do is when I, when I take on discovery calls for clients, one of the key things I ask them is, number one, how do you turn leads into clients? Because if they don't have that process yet, um, then a lead generation strategy, no matter how good, will not be as effective if they're just always having a, a you know, a, a drop off because they're not converting because the the person who is in charge of closing um, is not able to close. So I think before we get into the technicalities, we really need to um, look at that because that really determines it. Now when we now when um, when we're able to, to determine that hey, I can help out this person. Um, then that's when we get into into the weeds of it, right? So we identify 
Um, so we we onboard them, we get them into ads manager, or they get us into ads manager. And then the next key thing, again, before the technicalities, is understanding what the offer is. Um, you know, and it's not just you know, it's not just the product. Why is the product? Why is the product or why is the service you are offering? Um, why do people want it? Basically, um, and it's not. I think a lot of people, even until now, they think that hey, I, my product is selling as long as I put it in front of people, um, it will sell. But it's not always the case, right? So I, I, I look to understand hey, who's your target audience? Um, why do they want your product? What is life like for them? What is the transformation you are wanting to to give? And I think um, this conversation really helps a lot with how we plan the campaigns, how we write the copy. Even if we don't, we're not working with any templates. Once you understand really the thinking behind what will allow people to to inquire or opt in as a lead, that really helps. Um, so, like recently, um, despite the whole pandemic, I've been working with a real estate broker for about a year already. And one of the things that we're working for our relationship is that the 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 broker the business owner really knows who his audience is depending on the offers so he would tell me julian i have a townhouse that i have for sale i'm looking for people in specific neighborhoods who would want to buy this townhouse they should be um, a family person uh, middle-aged preferably chinese um, because i would want to them to be my target market so because of that specificity yes we would have campaigns that would have high cost per leads but they would always be quality. Um, I would always touch base with the client, saying, are we hitting our target audience? And he would say yes and everything. So I think it's that. Um, before all the what to click and everything, it's understanding It's understanding the, the marketing fundamentals behind it. Why, would, why do people want it? Is your sales process already working? Um, yeah, and that's basically my whole thought process when I'm taking in new clients and I'm um, creating campaigns for them. Nice. So the secret to good Facebook ads isn't even the Facebook ads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Precisely. Wow. This should be changed. The title should. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I think those, right really, <laughs> those are great insights. And yeah, I think this is one thing that a lot of um, people overlook, right? That, you know, they they start, you know, an ads agency and then, you know, they're like, okay, I'll drive you leads. But then, yeah, they don't get clear with the client if they're able to convert them or like you said, are, are they clear on who's their target market? You bring up a great point, like being very specific will help you. Um, the cost per lead might not look nice, but then um, you get the quality leads that convert anyway, right? Yes. So like, and in the end, that's what's important, right? So I think that makes a key point that, you know, when you start working with clients and, you know, thinking of campaigns, you always have to be thinking, how can this, you know, how will the client convert it? And, you know, how can I build a campaign so it aligns with their goals? So that's really good. So like, again, the secret to good ads to start, it's not even the ads themselves. (laughs) So how do you, like, how do you, so let's say um, someone already kind of like puts in the work to understand the offer. They're like, okay, this guy will be doing lead gen for, I don't know, like a a clinic of sorts. And then like, okay, I know this guy is trying to sell this. Um, I want to work with this niche. I've had a few clients here. But I, I know the offer. I'm having trouble like running the ads. Um, what's usually the first, let's say, one, maybe one to three things you look at um, at the at campaigns to kind of like diagnose like why they're doing. You know, what mm-hmm. what levers do you see are most important uh, when you see a campaign not performing? 
yeah um for me i would always check um percentages i think that's that's the one of the most important thing um just just a quick explanation why um usually people would use um cost per lead um or, or cost related metrics for um for their kpis the reason why i why the reason why i don't use that as my primary metric is because costs have two main factors number one would be the quality or performance of your campaigns and number two would be the competition around your target audience um, the performance is something that we can't control. Um, the audience is something that we can't control, and we can't tell everyone targeting that, "Hey, stop advertising." <laughs> right? So, which is why I like working with perform perform um, percentages. Another reason why is because even if you're working with maybe a smaller budget or it's not running that long yet, um, because their percentages, <clears throat> it can give you an idea already on how you're doing. So, the three main um, percentages I look at when I when I look at an ad campaign are click through rates um, and conversion rates. Um, for specific reasons, click-through rate. So there are two types of click-through rates I look at: click-through rates all, um, and click-through rates link, which can be found in Ads Manager. Click-through rates all counts all the clicks that happen um, divided by the number of impressions or number of people, the number of times it was served. Um, personally, I would like to see it above five percent. Mm. Um, that's not an industry benchmark. That is my personal benchmark based on um, based on history. But if it's below five percent, that usually tells me that my creative needs uh, we need more testing more creatives because it's not getting the attention of the the audience. Um, and and you know we can test different copies. We can be the best copywriter out there. But if your creative does not get the attention of your target market, then no one will read it, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that's why we the first thing we look at is are people actually um, stopping the scroll and reading our copy? So we want it to be above five percent. Now if click-through rate all is above 5%, we look at click-through rate link. Um, and we want that to be at least 1%. If it's below 1%, what that means is people are clicking, their target audience are, are seeing your ads, they're engaging, they read the copy and it's not um, enticing them to move forward with the next step. Right? So we want a stronger call to action, we test a different copy to bring that click-through rate um, link above 1%. Now, if our click-through rates are good um, and then our conversion rate in the back end is what's low, um, then we usually work. We, we usually change the targeting because we're generating traffic, but they're not quality traffic to convert towards the next step. Um, these um, recommendations are not, you know, a hundred percent all the time. But these are, especially when we're getting started, these are the things that we look at. Um, for conversion rate, our benchmark really differs. Uh, in general, for lead generation. We want it to be at the very least 20%, but of course we shoot that to be above um, 40 or 50%. Um, someone that clicks um, sends a message or opts in for um, whatever. If I have a landing page, if we're driving traffic to to, to a, like a sales page or an e-commerce store, we'd like for con- um, we'd like for conversion rate to be at least one percent. Um, that will tell us that the traffic is somewhat quality. If it's below that, then we'll look at how we can um, how we can improve that. So those are the three main metrics I look at, and what I do if they're not at par. Nice, good stuff. And what I think were those again, it was sorry, it was CTR. Go ahead. Click through rate all. Yeah. Um, rate all. Click through rate link and conversion rates. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. And I think that's really key because a lot of people, like you said, really focus on the. I think what people talk about is a CPC, a cost per lead, and those are good. Um, but then if you want to dive deeper and really diagnose like why is a certain thing not working, these I think these metrics are are definitely um, are key, right? And I think for some maybe some are not very familiar yet with the difference. So maybe we can dive in like what's the difference between to those who don't really 
um, haven't really touched ads manager much. All you look at is that CPL or like that ROAS. Doesn't everything else doesn't matter? Uh, what's the difference between a click all and a click link? Like how how do you make the difference? Yeah. Um, clicks all is any type of click that happens on the ad. You know, if they click on the see more button, if they click to engage, if they click to press the mute button on the video to play, um, your any phone type falls of click. On your face, like yeah, they're folded on your plate. Yeah, <laughs> one big click. <laughs> yeah, precisely. So that any type of click on the ad anywhere on that is counted as a clicks all. Clicks link only counts the clicks to your button or the clicks mm-hmm. to your links in the cup. Nice, got it. So the so just to recap, clicks all is any touch on the ad, right? Basically, like see yeah. more. Um, someone thumbing around the video, maybe touching yeah. around, pause play. Um, I think even likes and stuff are counted yeah. a bit. Right? Any touch. So that's clicks all, and I, th- I think that's why that's why you said that clicks all or the at least the ratio between clicks all and your impressions will tell you how how your creative is helping capture the attention, right? Because yes. if someone's touching your ad a lot. It's like they stopped right and they're touching it and they're like yep. you know going through it that's clicks all clicks link is the like you said actually going to the landing page or to messenger wherever you're sending so yeah. so what does it mean if like someone is like you know let's say your click all your click through it all is high um and let's say the link click through link is really low and whatever is the benchmark for the industry so what what, what would that mean for the person running that so what, what does that you know identify yeah um so for me it, it's really um testing different copy and um mm. testing copy that would um that would really have a stronger call to action because that would, mm. would happen there if those are the the stats um high click through rate or low click through rate link people are um you know people are hey what, what's this it, it's driving curiosity it's driving engagement but when people click it you know it's not something that they want to proceed with i usually see this um with with long form long form uh long form copy um yeah. long form copy i think that's um and when there is no call to action at all so i think those mm-hmm. are the two the two main things that that usually i see um so if you're if I, trying to see these stats and you have long form copy you may want to either um yeah you may want to either um, test a shorter copy or what i recommend with long copy usually is so with facebook uh, you have you, you have your phone people are reading and if people see it's it's long it's either they stop and read they take the time to read or they just scroll past it right um so for me what i recommend with long copy is from the start from the start of the copy you're able to express <clears throat> You're able to express why people should read it, even if it's long. Mm-hmm. Um, because um, I'll give you an example. I like writing a lot of stories, whether in my posts or whether in my um, my ads. Um, and if I my ad went something like, "It was a dark and stormy night. Um, we had no electricity. Um, I, my 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 phone, my laptop had no battery, and I had nothing to do. Um, luckily, I had a book." with me that was sitting there for about years and I finally opened it. Blah, 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 blah. At any point while you're reading that, if you get bored, you can simply scroll and you'll miss out the rest of the message. That's why I recommend if you are using long copy, um, from the start, do explain to the readers what they would get out of reading it. For example, compare what I just did versus something that starts with how a dark and stormy night um, um, helped me double my business in 60 days. And then the long copy. What happened was a dark and stormy night. Blah, blah 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 blah. Now, from the start, the the decision has been made by the readers whether or not they will read it. Now versus mm-hmm. the the other one, where in every line, um, the reader has a choice: do I continue reading or do I stop? Do I continue reading or do I stop? But if you have the main thing from the start, um, even if it's a long copy, 
chances are people will be more um, open and more likely to read it, especially if the promise is something that is very enticing. Right? So that's mm-hmm. my recommendation when you have long copy and it's not generating a lot of clicks. Now, if um, if the concern is a, a weaker stro- um, call to action, then it's really just reinforcing it. What Telling people what they want to do. Click here to chat with us on Messenger. Click here to learn more. Click on the button below so you can learn more about this offer. So those are my two main recommendations there. Nice. Sounds good. So yeah, so if anyone out there is struggling with I think there will be a lot of people who's like, whoa, this CTR all thing, what is that? <laughs> so you can see that in your ads manager. I believe it's under performance and clicks yep. or something. Yeah. Um, take a look at those numbers. So if you are if you have anyone watching this video replay or live, if you have a poor performing ad or campaign, take a look at that ratio between what's your click-through rate all? Is it very, you know, very distant from your click-through link? Um, and make these adjustments, right? And I think you make a really interesting point on that's why the, the 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 percentages are more important because I would even say with that's the thing right there are different levers like I would say we've had experience where you know we test shorter copy and long copy the long copy might get let's say lesser clicks so a lower click through link mm-hmm. but then the conversion rate is higher because yeah. the traffic is more qualified right yes so so I guess that's also something I guess to add on to that um, from my experience too is like. You have that's why it's very important, like Julian said, to look at all the the what's it called? the ratios, mm-hmm. um, where the con what's it the percentages, yep, uh, because they will affect each other, right? People yep. usually think it's like oh, well, it's all about driving the CPC down and your CPL yeah. will, will go up, I down, but then you have cases where you can drop your CPL uh, your cost per click because you yes. make a more let's say spammy ad or like clickbait yeah. ad, then like no one converts because yep. they were like yes. completely misled. Um, so yeah, those, that's very interesting. So yeah, if anyone's struggling with that, here's your answer, right? So that's number one. So um, I think, friend, do you have any question. questions? I do, yeah, man. So we made a post last week just asking the group like what challenges they have when it comes to Facebook ads and all that. Um, and since we're on this topic, like Jake asked, Jake's about asked troubleshooting. Like one of his struggles is troubleshooting when you had great research and great strategy, but mm-hmm. ads aren't performing. So is what you just shared, Julian, is that kind of like, does that help in terms of answering that? Like those three yeah. kind of metrics that you look for and all that? Yeah, definitely, I think. So I, I would always recommend that it's it's a one-two punch always. It's not one over the other. It's research and testing. Because research can really, really help, definitely. I'm very, very big on research, understanding what the target market wants. but. Testing will always um, be a good part of that as well. Really seeing what the what the market wants. I think I, I, I'm guessing you probably have this experience. Maybe other people have as well. Wherein you would have one ad that you you'd think this is the best ad I've ever written. All right, uh, this is the greatest ad. But for the hell of it, I'll test a second ad just because test always be testing. Have a second ad. Don't put much thought in it. And when you run it, the second ad, the one that didn't get much thought, that's the one that's converting well. And I'm not one to argue with the results, you know. Like, um, like Rina was saying, I, 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 we have these benchmarks, but we have this client wherein we have high cost per, um, uh, we have high CTR all, but a low, um, a low CTR link below our benchmark. But hell, it's converting, it's converting very well on the back end. It's getting sales, um, and everything. So we're not, you know, we're not making, um, changes to that because we know it's converting. We're testing something different, but that is really. Um, working well for us. So it's really those two in combination. That's why I recommend, yes, do the research, but don't get stuck on the research. Um, yeah. the, the sooner that you can launch something that will allow you to get more information, more data, and really to to stop overthinking 
whether this trade is working or not. Um, you do a, you do research, you do intentional research, you implement it, and then you check it out. Um, one of the things that I really like is that that idea of ready, fire, aim. You ready? You you get what you need. You you build something based on um, based on research, and then you just let it go. You just fire it, and then you wait for the data to tell you what to do next. And I think that's that's what allowed me to to have less less stress when it comes to managing campaigns is because the numbers are there. They're telling me what to do next, and I don't have to 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 really rack my brain. What do I do next? What do I do next? The numbers are all there telling me what to do. So yeah, nice. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, and I would add not to that, like, you know, I think um, the whole research thing, right? It's like, um, I guess the point of research is to give you a better starting point. Yeah. But like Julian says here, like, what's really important is to get the data in and then iterate, right? That's why you have to look at these CTRs, these conversion rates. Because, um, yeah, we've had so many instances, right? We think this ad would do well. You know, we do put a video out and then, yeah, like this this image ad with a white background of the product, like it's working, like what the heck? Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, so you never know, right? So yeah. that's that's. Um, I hope that answers. I guess that answered the question, Fran, for you. Yeah, and I'm just curious. Like, so it seems like when it comes to running ads, and just in general, not even with Facebook, right? Is there's there's this initial phase of research and testing, right? Like you don't really know what the successful one is until you put some money yeah. onto it, and then once you kind of found that, either you optimize or you beat the control, right? So it's like, yeah. would you suggest for for agencies at least, or for people running ads, like when they talk to their clients, like just in terms of setting expectations, like, hey, maybe a portion of your budget, not going to be profitable at the start because we're going to be testing a few things. And then once we find the winner, then we'll scale the rest of that out. Like, is that how you kind of structure it with your clients and how you teach students too? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, because, you know, the way, I, the, way I run, the way I run the agency is really um, towards um, as much as possible, not stressing me out. Um, so I, I feel uh, from the past, I feel stressed out when, hey, I would promise something and then it's not happening. So I'm usually uh, now I'm usually upfront with you with my clients that okay for the first couple of weeks we would be testing especially if they haven't run campaigns before um, we will be testing we're not sure where this is going yet but you know we have um, particular structure in place that will tell us whether something is working something's not working um, but we will be in constant communication I think that's one of the things that that really helps me out but yeah really setting the expectations um of, because of course for for some clients especially if they're spending a lot they'd want to know um where their money is going what's happening um and especially if it's not generating sales immediately in the back end um they'd want to know why right so for a lot of my clients now yes we have campaigns that we launched in the past couple of weeks which are not there yet it's not it's not to, to the conversion rate you want yet but um we're not receiving as much backlash as we did before <laughs> Um, because we set that expectation and we are in constant communication so the client knows that we're on top of everything um, and that this is part of the the process so yeah I think setting um, having that conversation setting those expectations would really help I love it I love it yeah I think that answers the question from Jake yeah. nice yeah. good stuff all right so so yeah I think um, I think now that we've kind of drilled down okay these are the numbers you know are very important to really so let's, I guess, recap, you know, first, you got to get the strategy down, right? You got to understand the offer, um, do your research, um, you know, make sure the back end works for your client. So that when you come in to do traffic, if you're an ads agency, um, you know, you're ready to go, right? Then once you're starting running ads, maybe use like whatever, like whatever you have set up. If it's not working to where you want it to be, you look at these three metrics, CTR all, CTR link and conversion rate to really drill down on what's working and not what's not. Yeah. So. With that in mind, how do you, I'm curious to know, like, 
let's say someone has gone through this process and they want to maybe write a new ad or think of a new creative or maybe it's in targeting right you mentioned that if it's a conversion rate that's struggling maybe you adjust targeting so i guess those are three things the copy the creative or the targeting um let's start with the copy and creative maybe like what's your um how do you write um good copy right like what's the what's your thought process behind that Yeah, so it's uh, yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's again, it's it's really aligning with who you're trying to reach and understanding what engages with them. Um, part of that is also um, testing a lot. Now, in general, um, the what what I try to do with with my ads, whether it's e-commerce or whatever, is we try to um, we we attempt to basically sell the next step, um, or what we call. We 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 share the domino belief, which is what is the thing that they have to believe first before they believe that our products help them out. Now, for example, what, what does that mean? Um, for example, if I'm selling my course or my service on Facebook ads, um, I would need for the people to know that Facebook ads work. Now, because it's possible that people will see me, see my profile. Hey, um, I heard that this Julian guy is good, but I don't want to get his service because I don't think Facebook ads will work for me. So um, we identify what is the vehicle. We call that the the thing that will bring your your prospect from point A to point B. And it's not always your you. It's not always you. It, it's the specific thing that brings them there. So in my case, it's Facebook ads. So we write the the ad around. We write the ad around why face why we believe Facebook ads would work for them. Um, and and it's not so much about hey get me inquire with me. Um, it's about you know educating about Facebook ads. Now, how I uh, how I structure a lot of my um, structure a lot of my my ads would be the framework. If you're familiar with like belief, action, result, um, some people know it as be do have um, belief, action, result. So in coaching, so I coach, I'm a life coach as well. We use that framework to help people out. But I use that framework for my ads and my content as well, right? So belief. So it's always belief that will empower an action, and the action will give us results. So we mm-hmm. identify what are the results that that your ideal target audience um, want. So let's say more sales, right? More sales. Um, and what is the result that they currently have? They don't have sales. Right? So that's the result. Then we call out what the actions are, what the possible actions are leading to that wrong result. So if you do an action with the wrong result, what is that called? It's a mistake. So identify the mistake people are making. That's why we have these results. Um, so let's say um, a lot of people want sales from Facebook ads, but unfortunately for a lot of people, what they're doing is they're spending a lot, but they're not getting the sales. Now, mm-hmm. one big reason for that is, and then we identify the action. One big reason for that is because they're not doing the proper research in place to be able to write effective ad copy. Um, and mo- while most people will just stop there. Um, talk about the action. What we do is we usually go a step deeper, and then we address the belief that causes that action. So we say, um, so what's a belief that causes people to to just um, to just not do research? Maybe the belief is that research is not important. Let's say that. So the belief is research is not important. That's why people don't do research, which is the action, and then they don't get results. So we address that in the ad. Um, Um, so a lot of people believe that research is not important. However, no, and then we flip that belief. We we offer a different belief. We say, um, however, um, for a lot of the campaigns that we have been working with, um, more than 75% of our clients 
um, we do the proper research or spend about a week doing the proper planning, the proper research and everything. Um, and that's what really generates us results. Even newbie advertisers are able to 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 create converting ads because they're always basing it from the research. So that's the new belief. And then we share um, a new possible action because of that, <coughs> excuse me, because of that um, belief. So because of that belief, maybe the new action is you start to do research. And then because you do that action, what is the new result, which is what they want. And, and maybe when you do research, um, you will have um, more sales or something more polished than that. But basically, that's the whole framework, how I write content, how I write ads. And at the end of it, um, if you would like to know more about how to do audience research for your Facebook ads, um, we have a free webinar, blah, blah, blah. Just click the link below. Um, so I think that's, that's, that's really been working well for us. Um, because we don't only address like the how-to content or, or the buy this and do that. We address the belief behind why people aren't getting the results that they want. Um, and the whole ad talks about getting people from point A to point B um, and then making them understand that, hey, if you really want to get from point A to point B, click below and we'll help you how we can make that happen. Um, yeah, so that, that's basically our framework. I usually have visuals when I share this, so I hope it wasn't that confusing. But no. yeah. <laughs> It was good. It was good. I think that was super gold. I think that yeah. whoever's watching this right now is going to make a million dollars the next three days. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I think it's, it's so good because, yeah, I think that's really good because even I, you know, I was listening, it makes a lot of sense because, you know, when a prospect, you know, wants to get something, it's usually not without like those predisposed beliefs, right? Yeah. Um, yes, they want to get to point A to point B, but they have these, like you say, beliefs that are attached to them that might stop them. Um, to take action on what your your thing is that will take point uh, that will take them from point A to point B. So yeah. even if you you know have the you know you re- really clearly um, say that hey you know you download this ebook or you join this webinar or you you know opt in for a schedule or appointment you're gonna get you know um, X Y Z in terms of result. If you don't you know if you don't prove to them why it's important or like whatever their current beliefs are then they're not gonna convert, right? So I think it's a very powerful framework. So if anyone's watching this um, and you know they're thinking about their copy and they're looking at their copy and say, oh no, it's missing this belief, right? And I believe this really applies no matter what market. Everyone has beliefs. Everyone has these um, predisposed notions of how the world works or how you know certain things work. And if you don't, um, I guess if you don't address them, there then you, you can't cut through, right? Yeah. Um, I think the most basic principle in copy is the whole you know, speak as if you're in the mind of your customer. Yes. And I think this this is the deepest level I think you can get, like what their beliefs are. Yeah, you know what they want, you know what they want, where they want to go, but can you really talk to what are their core like beliefs or what do they believe? So yeah, that's really powerful. Trent, do you have anything to ask yes. there? Yeah, and this even transcends Facebook ads, right? This isn't just like for yeah. Facebook ads. Like this is yes. fundamental marketing like at its best. So it's like whether you're running YouTube ads or wherever you are, Pinterest or TikTok, right? It's like mm-hmm. this kind of strategy. It's not even a strategy, like it's like it's a law, right? It's a natural mm-hmm. law or something like that. But no, that makes sense. Um I I don't have a question on that specifically, but I have other questions. We're in it like um sure. you have any other yeah. So it's like Julian, I think you might have unlocked the secret to life because it's like you coach people, you help, you've helped 300 business owners, you've coached 2,000 people, not just for like for Facebook ads, but also life coaching. And apparently you don't age. So it's like, yeah. um, <laughs> so it's like one of the questions that, that we have here from Forrest is one of the struggles that he has, right? Is he's an agency owner, 
it's it's managing the day-to-day not being able to optimize ads quickly and just keeping accounts organized like he has 15 accounts currently that he's managing and i would assume that you're probably doing so much more than that plus all the other students that you've helped so it's like how are you how are you not stressed out in the first place and it's like okay and then i guess the more serious question is how do you manage like actual you know day-to-day facebook ads operations yeah um, yeah, for, I guess for the first question, um, my, my, my answer is that why am I not stressed out? Because I believe that it's a, I believe it's choice. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess that that's it. But yeah, in, in terms of managing it, I think what really works well for for me is that each particular campaign or each particular account has one main KPI, and I think that is really what allows me to look at everything and then seeing where am I behind, where where do I need attention? Because if I have all of these different metrics that I'm tracking all at the same time. That's I think that's what really will, will get me stressed out. But I have this one main KPI for each client. And I have one dashboard checking it. If, whether if it's revenue, whether if it's conversion rate. Um, and where where we get that really is again aligning with the client. So for example, now we have clients, of course, who want profitability. So we measure revenue. We want clients to have um, we have clients who um, are looking to acquire new customers. So our goal there is conversion rate. We have clients who are looking to acquire leads um, at break-even um, because they have a self-liquidating offer. Our goal there is a return on ad spend of 1 to 1.5. Um, so we have these clear metrics that make it objective, that, that allows me to remove emotion out of whether or not a campaign is working. Um, seeing them all there and then at least on a day-to-day or every other day looking, are we still on track? Are we not on track? Um, and letting that um, letting that guide where I should put my attention to, um, where I, um, where sh- where I should do a little bit more of testing and everything, because like I have clients who are just, Julian, just tell, give me the word, we can scale. Then then that's a different goal. While on the other hand, we have clients who are comfortable at their ad spend now, even if they're prime for scaling, they're comfortable at where they are now. So it's really just managing that. So I guess. To, to really not overcomplicate managing multiple campaigns, it's really understanding what is the goal for each campaign, what is the specific measure that we have for each campaign that will allow us to tell us if it's working, if it's not working, um, and really removing the guesswork out of it. So, yeah, so ideally, if for anyone experiencing that, I would recommend to go into each campaign and then identify what is the one key metric that we would want to, to track or improve. Um, and if that takes aligning again with your client, then have that call. But I think it will be very, very helpful in terms of managing, you know, uh, managing the campaign. Um, you know, going back to what I said from the start, really understanding the goal. Um, I really like what what a friend of mine shared with me last week. Um, basically, the analogy he used was, if um, I asked you to go to the store and I asked you to buy flour, butter, eggs, um, chocolate, and whatever, and if you don't write it down, then there's a chance that you might miss out on some of those things that I asked you to buy. But if I ask you to go to the market because we're going to bake a cake later, chances are, even if you don't write it down, you'll have a good idea of what you want to, to buy and everything. Or even better, I might have missed out on something that you know what to get. And then we'll come back with complete ingredients. So I think that's 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 one of the important things there. Not not focusing too much on what has to be done and putting all the energy there, but really taking a step back and seeing what's the goal because that will determine what needs to be done, what needs to be tracked and everything. I love that. I love that. I think that it aligns so well with our KPI tracking, right, Rainer? Where it's like we teach yeah. our agency clients and, and everyone else where it's like you don't have to track every single little thing, but it's like you got to track 
as an owner at least as an agency owner the high level metrics right and at least what julian is saying is what is that one goal right? what is the goal for this client um and and that's kind of like what we do with our kpi tracker where it's like we don't put all the metrics there we could but it's like it, it's not a good use of your time it's like what is the one main goal right so no that makes a lot of sense yeah, yeah. agreed and like and that's and and people are like oh so i don't need this ctr all stuff no you still do but like <laughs> that's the point right of having the big this kpi tracker of sorts or whatever um every system is if you are able to identify that one key metric for the client put it on a sheet on a dashboard so every day you're like oh five out of my 15 are doing well five of them are doing okay but there's really this five left that are you know in the red i'm not performing well so that's when you jump in and you're like okay i'm in the ad account <laughs> do that breakdown what's my ctr all what's my ctr link what's my conversion yes. rate have i aligned with the offer um and all the things that we've talked about right so so yeah i think that's pretty um that's uh really great insight um if you want if you if anyone's watching and wants to see the kpi tracker training we did look through our was it gu- called units guides. guides guides yeah guides take a look before we take it down <laughs> which we will soon so we'll be announcing that um yeah so Fran, did you have anything else to add, add to that i have a few i think last few questions here yeah i mean i have a couple we can save it towards the end yeah okay cool yeah i think um so yeah i'm pretty much um i think i i think a lot of people watching the show already gets the idea right that it's really on the fundamentals you know this is facebook ads domination but it's really marketing right like understanding yeah. customer research testing very understanding i think the copy thing was i think that's it that's the show for me <laughs> so i think that's like the, anyone can watch the show and take something and you know apply that tomorrow but i wanted to stray away a bit from the ads part um like the technical side uh, one of the few things you mentioned earlier was like you know um you don't want to overthink a lot right you don't want to stress out too much about that you just want to get out there and test and I think the mindset of being a media buyer, um, you know, some agency uh, agency owners out there are more hands off, but there are others I know that are out there that are really in the ads, doing the weeds and stuff. Um, I want to ask you, like, you know, how do you? Because I know for a fact that you know, when I was early, earlier on, it's like it's devastating to see you know campaign results go down, and I think it's just something you gain over time as experience. But yeah. I love to know, like, what would if you were talking to someone who was like. I'm having a hard time, you know, staying sane because <laughs> my results are like, you know, going up and down every time and then I'm so stressed. I overthink about a lot of these things. What would you tell them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think for me, and, and of course, you know, it, it didn't get this right off the bat. It took years for me to, to get to this place. But I think what really works well um, for me is that understanding that whatever I see on Ads Manager are simply results, results of my actions, of what I do, of campaigns I put out there or not put out there. But they're not a reflection of me as a person, not a reflection of me as an advertiser or as a strategist. Now, these are just, um, you know, if I have campaigns that are low, <clears throat> um, at a low conversion rate, then it's simply that. You know? um, it's simply that the conversion rates are low. And then we move the conversation to, then what can we do now? I think that's 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 what really helps me out a lot. Really detaching from the results, seeing that they're they're simply results, simply results of action. Meaning, if I want a different result, then I just change the action, um, or just change what what um, <coughs> excuse me, um, what I do about it. And it's not you know it, it allows me to to really take take a step back and and really not put it personally. Uh, it also helps when by um, it also helps to um, distinguish. I think Julian cut off. Oh, Julian sorry. cut off. Yeah. Cut off. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. All right. Am I clear? Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
So I think um, one of the other key things is also to understand that um, to understand the difference between fact and opinion. Um, because you know, opinion is you know when your campaigns are down, opinion is well that your campaigns are down. Um, your an opinion could be I'm not a good advertiser or my campaigns aren't working. These are opinions. But what what can help is when we focus on facts. What are facts? Conversion. We spent a thousand dollars and conversion rate is below one percent. That's a fact. That's a verifiable fact. And then we can we, we we take out the emotion out of it, and then we we say, okay, how can we increase conversion rate? Um, a fact is our click through rate all is three percent. Then how can we improve that? So I think those are those allow me really to to detach. It's looking looking at the facts. When I do reporting as much as I can, I really take out the, the any when I write it out. I go through it again and really take out any opinion, uh, opinion back statements like our campaign isn't working, or our camp and change it with our campaign isn't converting at the level we want it to. Yeah, so there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I change things like um, it's very hard. It, it, it's been difficult to to find working creatives here versus we've tested eight different creatives and none. None are converting. None are above one percent conversion rate. Now those are facts. Um, so when we look at them as facts, we look at how what we can change to to make that different. So I think that's really what's been helpful. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So separating the the results from your, I think the key part is that personal thing. Like it's not you, yeah. right? Yeah. Your um, for you, it's <laughs> it's <a> friend. <laughs> so all the agency owners out there, if you have bad results, it's friend. <laughs> so, but yeah, going back to it, um, I think that's really key, right? Separating yourself from the from those and not taking it personally. Um, I would even say, like you know, it's I think it's now a conversation of reframing and mindset and all that. But you know, for you to be at a level where you're maybe serving ten clients and maybe four are not doing well, and then you have six are doing well. Um, you have six doing well. Like that's still yeah. something to celebrate. Yes. Um, it means you, the actions you take are actually working. Um, it doesn't mean if you have four that are not doing well that you're a complete loser or you're a poor agency owner, or whatever it is. You've had the track record. You've done something great. Um, so you are able to kind of deliver results. You just have to focus on the action because um, I think you know. If I guess if you focus, I guess too much on the like, oh my god, it's not working. It also slows you down, right, from thinking yeah. about what to do. So that's so that's good to know. So yeah, so I think that'll be very helpful for everyone out there who, um, you know, are, man- are still in the level where they're managing the ads, they're trying to figure out what works. Um, I think that's a really important piece, like you know, um, having a strong mind. <laughs> so, Fran, do you have anything to add to that? Any questions? Or- no, not specifically, but I like it. I like just being able to separate out facts and opinions, and I think that's something that's it's a good reminder for everyone, right? Like not just for Facebook ads and marketing, but even like. For life in general, which is why Julian is also a life coach. So if you guys <laughs> coach them life, just reach out. But yeah, I do have a couple of questions on another topic, Renard. Um, if you're if you're good with this one. Yeah, I'm good. That was, that was it for me. Yeah. So it's like, Julian. So I know you coach a lot of people in the Philippines, right? Um, tell us a little bit more more about that because, and again, like the reason I want to talk about this is we have a lot of agency owners where they're trying to find good talent, right? They're trying to find good talent from all around the world. And I think we need to bridge the gap between what people expect and it's like what they're kind of like, how they hire people and how they approach people. And also bridging the gap of like what the expertise are, right? For, for people, let's say, coming from the Philippines. Because I know there's so much world-class people in the Philippines. All of us in this particular show, we're all Filipinos, right? So it's like, tell us a little bit more about how you coach people. And then let's go to the frameworks of like, 
how does that client relationship work between an agency and also maybe a media buyer somewhere right around the world? Um, yeah, hang on. Sorry, could you, uh, could, could you repeat the, 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 the question? Let's start here first. How, yeah. how do you coach people? Like what is like when it, cause I know like your track record is you've coached 2000 individuals, right? Yeah. Even more than that. Right. So what does that entail? Like, Okay. Go, media buying and all that. Yes. Yeah. So, um, similar to the framework that I shared with you here for content, it's really um, in understanding what where do people want to get to. Um, when someone would approach me, um, hey, Julian, can you coach me? Can can I consult with you? Um, it's really understanding what do you want to happen, what do you want to achieve. You know, so we we talk about the we talk about the results, and if it's something that I um, that I think I can help out with, then we. Then we work on that. Now, similar to the framework, we look at the actions that the the that the person has been taking. Are there act- are their actions misaligned, or are they not taking action as well? Especially if it's around Facebook ads and marketing, then we support there. We provide consulting help there. Hey, do this, target this. This is a strategy that you can do or anything. But for some of my clients, we also go again a deep um, a deeper level, which is around belief. Like right now, I'm coaching someone one on one. Um, she feels that you know, it's it's very difficult for her to provide results and everything. Um, she doesn't. She feels she doesn't understand um, um, ad campaign management and everything. So I asked her to 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 do an audit. So I asked her to to record a Loom video of her auditing an ad campaign, and I was surprised to to see that she was actually very skilled. She was um, um, skilled, just more skilled than a lot of um, advertisers whom I've worked with. Um, so it wasn't really so much in the action, but um, really in the belief that she wasn't good, that she wasn't good, that you know what, whatever beliefs are have been stopping her. So we're we're working on that. So I think how I coach people is both in that aspect, wherein I consult as um, an advertiser, telling people or helping people understand um, what who's your target market, what's your offer, what steps do we need to take to be able to improve our campaigns. Um, and then we take a step back and, and understand what is what are beliefs that are causing the actions that are not aligned to your goal, so that we can start to to help you out as well. So that when we have the proper beliefs that will empower them, we have the proper actions that will get them results. Um, then that brings them to their goal. I think that's that, that's that's how we work with our coaching. All right, Joe. And here's a belief I don't like. Here's a belief I just I hate in the market. Right? It's like I'm just gonna say, but there are people out there. It's like, hey, I'm trying to look for a. a freaking VA for like two, three dollars an hour. And it's like, wait a minute, bro. It's like, you know, first of all, it's like, you can't like, that's just too low. Second is it's like, when whenever someone from another country tries to, let's say, offer them a high ticket service, right? Let's say, you know, a Facebook marketer, it's like, hey, fees a thousand, two thousand, whatever. They're like, whoa, that's too high for someone. And it's like, what, just because from where they're from, right? I hate, I hate seeing that, right? I hate seeing that. So Julian, like, how do you, how can we bridge that gap? Like, how can we freaking fix this in the industry where it's like, like, how do you teach your students at least? Like, you know, I I'm, I'm, I assume you teach them to charge high prices, right? Charge what they're worth, you know, give value and all that. So what are your thoughts around that? Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it, it does. Um, so how I teach around pricing is, um, again, um, um, it, it's, 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 I do it based on how I do it. I, I teach how I do it. Again, not complicated, not overthinking. And when someone would come and ask me, how much should I price for this? How much should I charge for this? Uh, I would always flip back the question and ask, how much do you want to receive? Because I think what a lot of people are doing is they, they take all the deliverables, they take all what they need to do, and then they start to think, what should be a good price for this? And then they go into overthinking. Oh, will the client accept? Will the prospect, you know, everything. I think it's not a bad thing, but it's not 
just how I prefer to do it. So I would always go with how much do I want to receive, and then I would multiply that by ten. So for example, if I wanted to receive let's say a thousand dollars retainer, uh, my goal then my next step would be to to identify how do I give my client additional ten thousand in revenue. So times ten. There's no basis for that. It just it's just a, it's just a multiplier I came up with. So now I have a I have a target in mind. I have a target in mind. Additional ten thousand dollars. Now I create the strategy to be able to do that. If the client has already campaigns, I look at their previous campaigns. I do an audit. I look at all the percentages, and then I look at where we can improve. For example, if we improve the targeting, this will improve conversion rate. And if we do the math, will that get the goal? Um, if we increase the ad spend, we we. Um, we we improve the the creatives. Will that get to the target? Now I have a clearer picture on what I will do, and it's not just really action based. Like do this, do campaigns, and everything. We're actually able to create a strategy because we have a goal. Now, um, if we if if we have a difficult time getting there, for example, I want to charge a thousand dollars, and then um, I can't see I can't see a clear path to the ten thousand dollar revenue goal. Then um, that depends. If I really want to work with the client, I'm open to to negotiating my rate or at least starting um, starting with something lower to be able to test out. And then we include in the contract, for example, okay, let's say we'll start with five hundred dollars, but um, it's due for um, you know negotiation after three months when we have more data, when we can have a clearer picture of where you're at, so that we can hit your your goals um, and everything. So. Um, I don't know if this answers your question, but that's really how I um, how I teach and how I um, share. Some people prefer to to really start, um, you know, charging thousands of dollars per month. I mean, that's fine. Um, people prefer to charge a bit lower. I mean, for me, that's fine. I mean, it, it's 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 your business. But at the end of the day, um, for me, as someone as an entrepreneur who whose whole business is really evolves around me, uh, I prefer to really keep things simple and for me that is um, that's simple but still aligns with how I can support my client that makes sense it's just a message for everyone right in this group it's like if you're working with someone it's like don't just look at the cost of it and the expenses obviously as a business owner you're looking at that but also looking at like what is the potential upside right yeah even like regardless if you're trying to hire someone or you're trying to pitch a client right it's Mm -hmm. like just trying to remember that it's like you know it's, it's not super complicated like what Julian said but it's always also looking at the upside like what's the realistic and potential number that we can actually reach for julia it might be 10x for your market it might be different but again yeah. right just because yeah it's like just look at the potential upside so yeah uh Rainer, any any thoughts on that no yeah i think that drives from the point i think it's just like you know um, when it comes to talent that's one of the things that um you know a lot of people have questions on where to find people where to find great people um you know they're everywhere right and what you don't want to do is push people away um, because you know you're you want to like you know you want to get someone at that the rates that Fran mentioned two three or whatever it is right. Whenever you try to work with someone, of course do your due 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 diligence. Um, but similar to um, Julian, make sure you're working with someone who does their due diligence as well with you, right? So you know as Julian, you know Julian coaches two thousand you know so many people already. I'm sure if you've come across a Facebook media buyer from the Philippines, they know who he is or has been. You know, a student of his, most likely. Um, so you know that um, if you're watching this show, that a lot of these, uh, no matter where they're from, Philippines, wherever, um, uh, usually they, if they ask these questions with you and really care about the goals, like Julian mentioned, the strategy, then they're also thinking about that upside. So whatever they charge, um, think about like how can this again, as Fran said, 
um, deliver on the on the upside or what potential um, yeah. um, results can I drive out of, no matter where they're from, right? Because you might be pushing away really great talent or really great team members just because, oh, I'm expecting to pay this much, um, but not thinking about, oh, if I actually spend a bit more to get someone who has this experience, who cares about my business this way, as Julian has uh, walked us through, um, it might you know, 10x my business just as Julian's standards are just like insane. <laughs> so that's all I had to add to that. Love it. And if you're an agency owner or you're a business, you're trying to, you know, find some good talent, just ask them, who are you learning from? And if you see Julian's name there, chances are they'd be super good. So it's like, <laughs> just make sure his name is there. But dude, I love that. Um, One last question, which I think is such a big question. I don't know if you have an answer for this too, but it's like, people are getting zucked here and there, right? And when I say zucked, it's like lingo for, you know, your account's yeah. getting banned, right? So what are your, um, what, maybe strategies or do you have you cracked the code on that of people just like just making sure they don't get banned from facebook right mm -hmm. yeah um i guess just for for understand for understanding it's it's i think a lot of people forget that you know while all of this is great it's not our platform um so the the, the honest truth of it is facebook can actually do whatever the hell they want <laughs> but yeah, I mean that doesn't mean that we can't um, do things that, that that we can't be responsible for for our own campaigns. I think the number one there is really to stay compliant. Um, you know, just bookmark the the Facebook ads policies. Um, it's a, it's a quick read. Um, I, I go through it at least uh, at least twice a month, every other week, just to see for any updates because um, Facebook no longer gives. Hey, we have a new updated policy. They just add it. Um, so um, so you can bookmark that, check it, quick read. Uh, and then really staying compliant. Number two is um, number two is making sure that any pending um, from the past, any pending um, campaigns from the past or ad accounts that have been disabled are officially closed. I think what a lot of people are experiencing is, hey, I have a disabled ad account. Let's just move on to a new business manager, a new ad account, or whatever. But that's a that's a, that's a surefire way to to continually to continuously get um, banned and disabled because. Facebook will still be able to to trace it back to you. So what I recommend is um, you appeal. Now, even if people say that I've already appealed, it was um, rejected and everything, um, appeal again through chat support and everything. And if it really is not working, then ask your next step from Facebook. Um, I've done this. Um, I got my uh, it's an old it's an old old account. Got it restricted. I actually got on the phone with someone, a Facebook marketing expert, and she really helped me out through through all this. When she looked at the campaign, he said, um, "I think it was wrongly tagged, but we're not able to to reinstate it and everything." Um, so I asked, "What would be my next step?" And then that's what when they told me that I could start a new profile. Now I've been always against having a second profile simply because it's against policy. It's very clear that they're not allowed to have a second profile. So I brought that up. I said, "Are you uh, are you sure um, you're you're telling me to start a new profile so I can um, I can create a new advertising account?" But that's against policy. And then it was them that told me that um, yes, sir, it's against policy. But in this case, because um, so that you can continue to, to run ads and everything, we're allowing you to be able to do this. I had that sent over in writing via email, took a screenshot, um, and then created my campaign. And then we've been running from that um, ever since. I think what a lot of people are doing is just to simply move on, but without having that conversation, without officially closing, without asking Facebook what would be my next step. Um, that's, that's why people are 
starting new ad accounts, publishing, and then right at the moment that they publish, they get disabled because they didn't close the previous account. So I think it's um, it's really just being able to to be responsible, know the policies, and if you have disabled accounts, do the proper um, actions to be able to close them and move forward um, responsibly. That's very good advice. It, it somehow feels like life itself, where it's like you, you can't just hide your mistakes in the past, right? Yeah. Like you try to move on and you try to yeah. cover it, and it's like it'll yeah. pop out at some time in the future. So you got to kind of appeal and all that. So that's super interesting, man. It's super interesting. So for anyone that's watching either live or on the replay, make sure you cover, you don't cover up your mistakes in the past. You try to open that up and try to, you know, make amends and ask for forgiveness from Mr. Zuckerberg. <laughs> and uh, yeah, try. <laughs> try it out so julian this has been such an awesome interview man like i learned so much i'm sure it has too yep and this is gonna be this is gonna go in our guide section people years from now they're gonna see it reynard's kid is probably gonna see it so it's like <laughs> it's gonna be amazing man so where can people you know if people want to connect with you either through a private client relationship or through coaching or just they just want to follow you in general um how can they do that um, yeah, so again, I'd like to take this time to thank you, Fran Reynard, for this time, for everyone watching. Uh, yeah, if anyone wants to to follow me, um, I mean, I'm in the group, um, so thank you for adding me to the group. I'm tagged there, you can um, follow my profile there. You can also look for my page, Julian Kenita, um, on Facebook, on YouTube. Where am I else? Yeah, those are the main channels. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just there. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Reynard, anything else you want to add, man? No, that should be it. Very insightful um, um, expert interview here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. We've had a couple people just come in and out from this interview, and I'm sure more and more people. Someone says here, thanks, Julian. I only see Facebook users, so I don't know who this yeah. is specifically, but I agree. Thanks, Julian. A big clap. Thank and you. it's like, thank you so much for gracing us here and just for for teaching us a lot of things, right? Not just like the tactics and strategies, but also the fundamentals and even shifting some of the beliefs that people have. So we're super grateful for that. Again, go ahead and search for Julian. He's in the group. Julian, can you, is it Kanita or? Kanita, with, yeah. Kanita, right? Yeah. So it's like, go ahead. Um, I believe, I'm not sure if you have a Facebook group. I don't know, but it's like, just go search for him. He has, he creates lots of good posts. Like I read it. It's like whenever he posts, I'm like, I'm just devouring this puppy. So it's like, um, dude, thanks so yeah. much. And yeah, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thank you. Thank right. you guys. Thanks.